I'm Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Bite. Hey there, everybody. If you're hearing my voice, that means I'm here at Bite again. That's right. A new semester has started. And here on Button Mash, we're excited to talk about all the new things we're going to do. But on this episode, we're talking about all the old things that we revel in and love. Uh, I will be your host for this Button Mash. My name is Daly Wilhelm. I'm the podcast editor. Joining me today is Dalton Martin. I'm the co-news and features editor. And and Savannah Smith, and I am the assistant graphics editor. I haven't podcasted with either of you guys before. I'm excited I don't think so. for this. Yeah, I think uh-uh. it's a first. It's a first. It is. But, you know, it's not a first. Retro things. Segway, am I right? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> that was smooth. <laughs> but, um I thought about talking about kind of nostalgic things because uh, Stranger Things Season 2 was confirmed this week. And I think Stranger Things kind of represents the power of nostalgia, just that even though I have never lived in the 80s, I was not physically alive then, it somehow made me nostalgic for it, like all the old music and like really old school Dungeons and Dragons and just like the Steven Spielberg feel and look, you know? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was actually thinking about just like Stranger Things in general today. It's so weird to see just because like like what you were saying, like we didn't grow up in the 80s, but we kind of like felt the after effects of like 80s culture growing up in the 90s. Yeah. And so like seeing a show that is supposed to be set in the 80s. Like, now, seeing it as, like, a throwback is just so, like, weird. Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah. Like, seeing the character Barb in, like, those huge glasses and her <laughs> hair, like, it's just so weird. And, yeah, it's, like, a kind of, like, nostalgia that we kind of were in, but also kind of not. And so I think that's a big reason why Stranger Things, like, appeals to us. Yeah, like, kind of in the way how, like... 90s culture is being like really heavily like oh back then it was great even though like you don't remember that because like a lot of people who are like oh you know it's a 90s kid thing it's like you were two when it was the 90s i know i'm one of those people (laughs) it's like the same thing with like the 80s that they were like glorified it's like oh it's an 80s kids thing you wouldn't get it the 90s because like when i was growing up being that 90s kid that i am i like I didn't realize at the time, like, I watched a lot of 80s stuff and listened to a lot of 80s music. And so, like, it kind of, like, meshed in kind of organically already. Yeah, like, so it's, like nothing, osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, like, uh, like, there was, like, cartoons and stuff I was watching. Like, I remember, like, watching, like, bits and pieces of, like, the original, like, Transformers stuff. That stuff, like, my dad was watching when he was, like, a kid. And it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that just that series of movies transformers was made just purely on the power of like nostalgia because i i when they first came out i didn't personally know any children that were like oh yeah transformers it was like more of a you know your your dad being like oh yeah transformers i could say like the original because i know they they've made that is like one of the things that's been constantly remade out like throughout the years there's like at least like 
10 or 12 series. Yeah. It's like Transformers Armada, Transformers Energon, then... And Power Rangers. Power Rangers, yes. Power Rangers big time. It's so weird how 90s culture is just like making such a comeback. Like, for example, obviously you guys can't see it, but Daly and I are both wearing flannels in some form. She's wearing like one, like how you would wear regular clothes, but I have one tied around my waist. That's so like 90s. I remember doing that when I was in elementary school. And yeah. now it's like back in style. I don't know. It's the so grunge weird. era is coming back. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think it's reflected with like music too. I'm going to a Blink-182 concert next weekend and Green Day just released a new song. <laughs> I'm and... waiting for Limp Bizkit to have the comeback to her. No, no, don't. <laughs> Some other band recently released stuff. After being on hiatus for a I long mean, time. Simple uh, plan. I know it's not like rock, but like De La Soul recently like came out with something. They haven't been active for many years. I can't think of who it is, but There's Good Charlotte did. Good Charlotte and Simple Plan both don't sound like Good Charlotte or Simple Plan anymore. Part of it is because they're like 40-year-old dudes, and part of it is because <laughs> for some reason, even though they're 40-year-old dudes, they sound like five seconds of summer. They're like, high school sucks, and they're just like, you know. Like... Shut up, dude. You're 40. <laughs> you haven't been in high school for like decades, man. New Blink-182 new Blink is pretty like loyal to what they've always yeah. sounded like, though. My sister loves Blink-182, and she made me listen to some, and I was like, ugh. I'm just not really into the, like, punk thing, but, yeah. you know, I was like, actually, I kind of like this. It's very reminiscent of, like, their old sound. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, like, a little hesitant at first because I really like Tom Jelounge's voice more, but he, he's off hunting UFOs at the moment, wow. so he cannot Man, come back for the, <laughs> like, literally. I mean, he did had the other band, like, Angels and Airwaves, and that did pretty good. But I like, loved Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. There was, like actual interviews with him though where he's like i just got to focus on you know like my real work which is proving that we're, we're not alone in this universe maybe wow. he'll come back like that's like you know maybe he can make a concept album just off his experiences hunting ufos it's just like really uh punk pop music while he like narrates like an episode real. of like <laughs> history channel like ancient aliens <laughs> yes aliens man aliens complete with the hand motions that you cannot see because this is the audio podcast but aliens <laughs> you know what we're talking about but i feel like that level of sci-fi too was kind of like uh reminiscent of the 80s the kind of like oh there's a secret government facility which was utilized in stranger things and like uh the kind of like we're getting more curious about that again like there's aliens on everything and that was like that was a 90s thing, too. Like, the little yeah. alien head, like, the little gray. Like, I went uh, back to school shopping uh, this summer, and there were so many shirts that it was just, like, just a picture of an alien, picture of a flying saucer. I don't know why, necessarily, that's, like, super in vogue. I'm I here like for it, it. Uh, Yeah, I, I was like going to say, I'm yeah. here for it. I mean, to tie into fact, that's, like, when they uh, did the short, like, reunion of uh the x-files like that had yeah. a small like special series like we for one night only we brought these people back i'm on it like what you're talking about i'm here for it with the aliens thing because it was zombies before and like i have nothing against like zombie culture but i'm not really a fan yeah and i've always loved it's like aliens and stuff it's yeah, yeah it's more than run its course so like i'm here for it 
The yeah. fact that The Walking Dead is like has that show and it's got its spinoff, Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm like, please end me now. Just get rid of these. Do either of you watch it? I yeah. I have I stopped am. watching. I stopped like you caring stopped. about The Walking Dead after like the fourth season because it was just kind of like, it's the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I totally understand how it's hard to like keep caring when like people are just dying and eventually we're all going no to die. No one dies. It's kind of like. They have these safe characters that you know, like, okay, there's, like, no suspense, but I may get back into it because I read, like, the comics of it, and they're introduced Negan, and he's Negan. kind of, like, awesome, but totally, like, evil. Yeah, they casted it perfectly with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, too, who, gosh, I mean, I'm surprised I haven't seen him play the villain more, I guess. I mean, he has in a couple roles, but usually I, I just know him as, like, daddy winchester from supernatural like i was just like when he came on screen i was just like this is weird for me but no he plays the role perfectly and i think uh that they're trying to get that edge back in there like anyone could die they haven't had like like a bad guy since the governor and that was like four seasons ago yeah he was the one that definitely like you need a villain that you know like he he could kill rick he could kill whoever versus the safe feeling i think you're talking about Mm. i feel it i jive with it but i i do feel zombies are very indicative of like not early 2000s but like the aughts like 2010 2012 that kind of thing that's that's when it was like People were like, oh, you know, zombies. I love zombies. That's so cool to like zombies. The big zombie (laughs) craze. That was uh, Dawn of the Living Dead. Like, that's when that jumped on. And then I think that died down and became something else. And it's like, oh, hey, it's a cycle. Yeah. So, like, well, I want to think the aliens was the big thing in the 80s. So here we are. Here we are, yeah. Before zombies, it was vampires. Vampires. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Twilight era. True Blood. True Blood, Twilight. There was one other thing I can't remember. But all those... Teen Wolf. Well, Teen Wolf wasn't. Wait, were there vampires? It was no. kind of. It was similar. It kind. Yeah, I was supernatural drama. Yeah. Yes. I I kind of feel like werewolves haven't had their proper heyday like as nearly as much as vampires have. I'm but okay with it. That's yeah, they really just... don't need to. They've got like American Werewolf in London, and that's kind of all they need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I really liked Teen Wolf when it was happening, which that's ending. Like Teen Wolf is after ending. season six, wow. it will be done. I felt and... like that show's been going on for years, honestly. Like I thought I was like in middle school when that started. So <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, like, that was it's like still going on. Early high school for me that started. I think that they should have ended it a long time ago. It's just one of those it's another one of those series like The Walking Dead where it's just like they keep having to raise the stakes to the point where your suspension of disbelief is just like no, no one's going to deal with this stuff anymore. Like, that you've put these characters through enough. Well, so that's on MTV, right? Yep. So it's basically kind of getting pushed out by, like, Scream. Yeah, that's another throwback. Like, Scream, I watched the first couple episodes. Uh, I can't, I can't say I liked it. I think I liked the concept more of, like... I like that, you know, like anything could happen. It could, the killer could be anyone, but someone's eventually going to die and trying to get that kind of nostalgia of, you know, it's, it's just a really, really long horror movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they did it very well because I'm sorry, MTV, you try to be edgy too much. You try oh, to be for like, sure they try to be edgy. Like even like, uh, the in-between commercial, uh, like, uh, spotlights when they're like, 
trying to do like creepy voiceovers with like the new scream mask that they made which is just slightly just like see-through yeah kind (laughs) of it's like one of those masks that you can get at like a halloween store that's got the makeup on it but nothing else that's kind of like where i am like let's say so like everyone has like their nostalgic trips and then like these people want to make like shows or movies best of them and like people like i really want another one of these but when they make it they try to make it their own and different and then people get like that's not how i remember it yeah because like i would imagine like people who are like die hard fans of scream like if they saw like the mask was totally different they would probably been like up in a fit and up or it's like that's not how i knew ghost those ghost face or whatever yeah ghost face yeah no i i totally get it i feel like people uh especially with like nostalgic things that they remember like being really into at one point in their life even if they're not no longer you know into that Mm -hmm. uh there's a certain feeling of ownership where it's like when we get the people who are like you're gonna ruin my childhood and i'm like back up (laughs) yeah it's like this isn't a part of your childhood necessarily (laughs) it's the collective parts of everyone's childhoods who had a television set at that point in time still have those memories it's not like someone's going in there and just slash your memories up and they're dead yeah just remember it as it was, not as it is now. Exactly. But, uh, I mean, it kind of feels like uh, a lot of people are trying to uh, cash in on the nostalgia power lately. Like, if I, is that because, like, new ideas are exhausted? I don't, or? I don't necessarily say, like, new ideas are exhausted, but it's, it's more appealing because you know people are definitely going to see it. That's kind of like where you see, like, okay, Michael Bay is, like, what's he attached to now? Transformers movies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies, both things that you know are going to get an audience because even if they're going to be bad, people are like, man, I love me some uh, Optimus Prime and Leonardo. Yeah. There's going to be another Transformers, just FYI. There's probably there's another one of, of those already in the works, and there's yeah. probably going to be another, another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because apparently Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows was even more of a nostalgia trip for other people because it's like introduced so many characters that have never been done before yeah. in a movie. It's like primarily like an animated stuff with like Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady. So people probably like, it's like, okay, it's a Michael Bay movie. I've not been a fan of those, but just because I have those in there now, I have to go see it. Yeah. And they do well. I'm going to get fake deep here for a second. Fake deep. Let's go. (laughs) I know why the nostalgia train is so popular right now. And I've actually... Let me clear my throat here. So I'm about to get on the soapbox. No, not really. (laughs) Climb Um, up there. But I think a a big reason as to why, like, people are cashing in on nostalgia is because, like, this generation is starting to, like, grow up. And we're, like, adults now. We have to, like, deal with real-life adult problems. And times are hard. And so, like, people are just like, oh, remember when we were kids? Things are so much easier. Da-da-da-da-da. You know? And so, like bringing all this stuff back you can just like for example i saw this thing going around this is like a couple months ago about how there was going to be this like attachment for your phone where you could like play like game boy color games on it and like everyone was like freaking out it's just because like you're just like oh i remember when i was a kid i would play red version on my game boy color and like times are so much simpler then so like it's just kind of tying into like profiting off of our suffering which really sucks <laughs> which, <laughs> that is deep we, we dug into the wound there yeah, a well. little bit <laughs> just our our cultural pain 
yeah and how we seek to bandage it with uh, remembering it, like, things and possessions i don't know if you think about it there's always that like form of like people are always nostalgic about it but i think it's like this current generation has found a way to like maximize profiting off of it because like without nostalgia you wouldn't have people go like antique shopping Oh yeah, like wanting to go after I'm like all about antique shopping, <laughs> antiquing. So it's kind of like, man, I want this like vintage Coke machine from the '40s, and I'm like, because childhood, you couldn't do that. But now was it's that your childhood. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like people yeah. are like antiquing for that. Personally, I was not raised up in the '40s. Dalton admits <laughs> to being immortal. We've caught him. I had a Coke machine when I was a kid, and I put a penny in it, and I got a Pepsi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Times were great back then. It was so you didn't know it was coming up. <laughs> back in my day, you only had to pay a nickel to get into like. Why do we have like accents that? in the past? <laughs> we're still in Indiana. See, things changed back in Indiana. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody talk like this. See, Indiana was still part of the South time. back then. Yeah, I mean well, practically, but yeah. no, I I feel it. I mean, I feel like. Um, like fifties uh, nostalgia has occurred just yes. generally. I've never too. understood that because like there's like certain movies that'll come out, most notably like The Great Gatsby. Yeah. And like people are like then there's like people like it came out during I was like in high school and we were actually alert like reading The Great Gatsby. Same. And now the people like people are like, Man, this book sucks and then it was like, Man, I watched the movie and now I wish I was in the fifties. Uh, I totally identify with those people and I'm like Woohoo, overt <laughs> racism. Yeah, you're probably yeah. Like, I don't think you quite understand <laughs> what happened back then it's not all like it's it's like that hollywood magic where it looks all fancy but in reality Rose tinted glasses yeah 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 who are yeah again whoever is saying like i wish we were back in the 50s our ideals back then were so much better you know just going to the soda shop and not having to worry about twitter or texting the soda shop and and you know <laughs> segregation See, one of my favorite shows different actually. water fountains yeah. i watched uh the Amazon's eleven twenty two sixty three, that fancy one about yes. going back in time to save like James JFK, Franco. James yeah. Franco. See, a lot of people really didn't like it because of different reasons. But I read the book and I liked it because it kind of shows you how like when you kind of like ideal idealize like this timeline, when you realize like man, that time sucked, and here's all the reasons why it did. Because it was just kind of like, okay, here's all the good things. But it's like, yeah, this guy just comes in and murders his family, and it's all good. It's all, it's all good. It's like he's a psychopath, and people know it. But, yeah, he's good. We're best friends. He bought me a beer once. <laughs> Literally. Jeez. No, I I feel it. I feel like we just gloss over. We just want to appropriate the aesthetic, but not the actual events. You only right. remember the good things about things because like people talk about how like 90s cartoons are the best. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, there was some hot garbage in those yes. 90s cartoons as well. Hot garbage. I like it. Gosh. So, like, what every, do you define as hot garbage? Hot garbage. Uh, so it was like this time where I think uh, it was both Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon had like, okay, they were in their heydays, but they were kind of like also throwing in like, hey, let's experiment with some stuff. So you got like... Uh, your, like, ultra 90s kid type thing. So it was, like, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was, like, DuckTales meets, like, 90s. Because, uh, oh, like, gosh. Huey, Dewey, and Louie, like, all were, like, skateboarders. It's kind of, We hit that phase where it it's was... also Rocket League. I don't like Rocket League. Rocket Power? Rocket Power, yeah, Rocket Power. <gasps> I loved Rocket Power! <laughs> it was so, like, okay, you may have liked it then, but woogity, if you go back and watch it now, it's like, why did I enjoy this? 
I loved it. I mean, part of the reason why, like, looking back on it and, like, trying to watch it, it's, like, we're, we we watch things on a higher level of storytelling versus back also, then. That was, like, the best writing ever. Yeah, and it's, also, like, you go oh, back, no, the pier is in trouble, guys. Like yeah. Some of the animation from, like, that era is just awful compared to what we have today. Yeah. Because it looks like someone's, like, oh, all right, kids. Give me some, like, just draw a character up, and it's like, I'm going to scribble it all over the place, and, like, that's our main character. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't have the standard that we have today, and I think that we have the standard that we have today because we grew up watching, like, do you guys remember uh, the Wild Thornberries? Yes. What was that art style? <laughs> I know. Their, their face lips were so on weird. their shirt. Okay, it was made by, uh, like, Classy, whatever. It was the some people made Rugrats. Yeah. And they had, like, that style. They've done that. They did, uh, it wasn't uh As told by Ginger. That's what my ginger was bad too. Yeah. So like they had their own little like style of just like, man, this is rough. Let's like, throw a bunch of shapes <laughs> and make Although, them people. I will say, as bad as like the animation style for As Told by Ginger was, it had good messages. Yes. It was a really it, interesting animated show. Like it I would have figured that something written like that would have been like a live action kind of like dramedy on like the back then version of the CW, kind of. Yeah, it was like growing up and like going into middle school and stuff like that and like having crushes on boys and stuff like that. So I was like all about it. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was a great series. You know, it's the best series of the 90s. Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold was good. I don't know. I was an Ed, Ed, and Eddie type guy myself. Also, let's talk about that horrid animation style. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's got staying power, though. Just, like, the lines from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Like, you can't, like, Ed boys. Like, Rolf. Ed boy. Yeah. Ed boys. Life has many doors. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, just memes bringing back things like that. Like, gosh. And then the things that you don't catch as a child and then mm, yeah later oh there's my, yes. massive <laughs> compilation videos of jokes that you didn't get as a child but now you're going to be horrified to know that it was there let me tell you a little like fun summer story i had so i work at a, like a video rental place during my adventures back summer at home and for whatever reason, I decided, hey, um, it's a Shrek type of day. So I'm going to play all the Shrek. <laughs> That's you every day. Back, to, back and forth. Get and Shrek. so I was just sitting back on It's like, man, they kind of like, I didn't understand this when I was like nine. But like, man, there's some like, re- there's like a lot of vague references, I think, left in for like adults. Because like, and even in Shrek 2, there's like at least 10 references to like 70s and 60s music. Wow. I, it, I would think that Shrek would do something like that. Shrek was like, sometimes like even the jokes aimed at children uh, from Shrek, I was like, later on in my life, like, oh, we're going that way, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Also like, so I didn't even think about this way, so they're like in the talks of bringing back Shrek for a fifth movie, and I'm just kind of like... We're getting to the point where it's like our childhoods are like now the nostalgic thing. It's like, we need to bring this back, introduce it, and I'm like... That was only like ten years ago, guys. No need to rush this. Like yeah. what, we, what they did with Powerpuff Girls. I haven't watched yeah. new Powerpuff Girls. Oh my! I've <laughs> I've seen. It, it's rough. It's really. I mean, it's. I mean, if you like Teen Titans Go, you'll oh, probably like. Oh no! Pr- Never probably mind. like it. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Like no. all all yeah. of, like the character development they put in the original one, like throw it out and just put it with the most stereotypical things ever. 
Really? That sucks. Like, the weirdest thing about the new Powerpuff Girls series for me is that every time they open their mouths, I'm expecting, you know, their original voices. And then it doesn't happen, and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> who I mean, there this? was a big uh, controversy with that. The The voice uh, actresses themselves were like, um, no, yes, we want to be on this project. Why aren't we on this project? I don't know if the issue was, like, they didn't want to pay them the amount that they were asking for or if they just didn't want to go with them and wanted to start afresh with a new voice acting cast anybody remember the dance pants special with like the totally new style no. it was like all no. <laughs> okay so i guess did like cartoon network because they like to cash in on their like old stuff for like nostalgic reasons yeah and so they brought back uh powerpuff girls for like a i think it was like an hour special mm-hmm. thing is it was all the original voice actors it had some of the original characters in it but the like the animation style was totally different it was like 3d but like sharp oh oh no um, what is this called dance it's yeah it was called uh powerpuff girls dance pants so and when you're saying bring, bringing this back when did this come out this was maybe three years ago which i think this was testing the waters for the new reboot okay oh my yeah so you, you're kind of oh saying it my. Now. totally different to what you expect like it looks this like, like a weird, if japan decided like... to make remake of the powerpuff girls yeah oh there was a japanese remake of the powerpuff girls there was an anime series but like everything is so sharp and pointy <laughs> let me let me no 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 it kind of went under (laughs) the radar for a lot of people but i remember it it's like that early 2000s style of like those uh like um they weren't barbies they were like brat stalls it wasn't brat stalls it was like the one that you could get in like the mcdonald's happy meal it was like 16 or something like Mm, it was like a number probably pocket i don't know (laughs) but it was like you could go online and there were these stylized dolls that you could dress up okay but no, I'm I'm not a fan. So there's obviously I times when trying to take advantage of nostalgia goes horribly wrong. Like like I said, like um, Disney, not so much, but Cartoon Network is notorious for like pulling like pulling from their old stuff, just kind of like bring it back to like, hey, adults are gonna watch it, and maybe we can kind of get it to the younger youth demo- like demographic. Yeah. Um, Disney not so much is kind of, like they kind of do it every now and then. Like yeah. most recently, did it with the Girl Meets World, which I like oh, that yeah. show. I think it, it works right. for what it is. I mean, some people can't go like past the fact like they should never have done it, but like my dad, my sister love it because they are huge fans of the original one. So it's like, all right, it's it's not as good as the original one, but it works for what it is. Yeah, and I mean the cartoons or at least the animated films obviously are never going to be really considered like super nostalgic in the fact that yes you're going to show your kids like Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast and then we have the live action Beauty and the Beast coming out which That's I feel like Disney's latest thing instead yeah. of like doing like direct remakes they're making live action versions of them so you got Beauty and the Beast they did Cinderella I, I guess they couldn't do uh Cinderella. <laughs> I guess they really can do Sleeping Beauty, so they did Maleficent. Yeah, um, they did which Pete's Dragon. Was fantastic. Pete's Dragon, which That's apparently that movie, like, it's good, but no one's going to see it. Really? And I haven't either, so. Yeah, and I Jungle feel like. Jungle Book, too. Jungle yeah. Book as well. Yeah. Um, what's the other thing? There's like, there's another thing that they're planning on doing, and it was kind of like, okay. Um, Wasn't there, at some point, there was, like, really, a, like, it was kind of, like, covered obscurely, but they were talking about maybe doing a live-action Mulan 
I think that's in the talks of possibly doing that. Okay. They did Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, which, again, these these have varying levels of success, I think. But there is the talks of a live action Cruella de Vil movie. Oh. Mm. Oh. It's now gonna go. I... It's gonna go the lights of Maleficent, where it's like Cruella wasn't the bad person; she was misunderstood. This, okay, this is a little harder case to make. I it's think like, when she she's enjoyed like... murdering puppies, are you gonna tell me that her parents were murdered by dogs at a young age? I didn't understand like the plot of One Hundred and One Dalmatians it's until dark. I was like much older. Like I had the VHS, and I would sit and watch it. And I was like, she's just mean. She wants to take the puppies away. That's not nice. No, and she then, wants mm-hmm. to kill them and she skin them. She wants to skin the puppies. That's messed up. Like, I thought that she just really liked their fur and wanted to, like, take them all away. But I was like, no, let's take them it's away like, from their family. what alternate universe does PETA not exist in this? <laughs> Jeez. My, yeah, when I was younger, my mom told me that um, when, like, I loved 101 Dalmatians, but whenever, like, Cruella DeVille came on the screen, I had to, like cover my eyes because she like scared me <laughs> she she's was scary if you scary. think about it she's trying yeah. to like kill a bunch of puppies yeah what kind of monster are you a monstrous one um, puppy killing one but on the subject of disney remakes apparently they're thinking about doing like a 101 dalmatians remake oh which is in which my opinion done a live too action soon. version of that and <laughs> yeah yes, in my opinion it's too Hugh soon was in and i loved glenn close as yeah she i mean like glenn close is a really great actress and i think she was really good for that she can um, play anyone she can play role. batman if she wanted to that would be pretty awesome i want disney to do live action or like their vague like early 2000s movies like where's my atlantis the live action <laughs> movie? okay okay or, like fantasia atlantis so much so <laughs> live action <laughs> fantasia they could achieve it it's <laughs> disney after all I mean, they did that. Uh, they did the Fantasia 2000, which I don't think did amazing when it came out. So that's probably never being touched no. again. Nah. What did it? Uh, they made uh, a modern. Well, it's not modern by now, but it, they made another Fantasia. one like years later, fifty mm. years later. Yeah. Shrugs. I don't know, the, but like, if they have to remake something, the really only option they have is to do it live action because the animation is still solid. It's mm-hmm. fine. You don't yeah. really need to improve on that. And I think that people would complain about it if they tried to. If they were like, we're going to reanimate the entirety of Beauty and the Beast. I feel you like. Can't. Well, you can't. Well, it just would that. be pointless because yeah. I feel like no one would want to go see it. Yeah. Because it's essentially already been done. Yeah. Like, do they pick out for Gaston, though? Because like I'm always gonna have oh the, like the animated guest on in my head, and I'm like, that's not who I thought that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like the... you don't have raging pecs and biceps. At one point, when Beauty and the Beast was a stage, I mean, it still is a stage play, but uh, at one point, Hugh Jackman played Gaston in okay. the stage good. play. That, okay, yeah. that could work. Yeah, he, he's got totally he's, works. Yeah. I was thinking of Gerard Butler. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like. Am I okay with this idea? Not really, but he was the first one that came to mind. Yeah. I don't know. I need someone with, like, a ridiculous chin. Because Gaston isn't himself without the ridiculous chin. Speaking of chins, I'll jump on the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's first. a segue from chins. Uh, name I was going to say, remember. like, okay, now I'm thinking about chins and furries, and this is going to be a loop. I was thinking, like, chins, and it's like, crimson chin. Let's go yes. to Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, gosh. Uh, Here comes the crimson chin. They've done I live action. Ver- they've done, like, live action shows for that. That 
They really made... Odd Parents is still going on. Yeah. Jay Leno. Jay, Jay Leno, Leno as Gaston. Jay Leno as Gaston. <laughs> I'm down. Oh man, I know. <laughs> That's like that's like on the level of like Christopher Walken playing as Captain Hook levels of oh like gosh. hilarity and just awfulness. Cast so your votes <laughs> online now, everybody. You get to vote who Gaston is in the latest movie, Jay Leno. This is the overwhelming majority, and it's just like this really beautifully produ- produced piece, and you know Emma Watson is being Emma Watson, really beautiful, and you know like all the scenes are really tender between her and the Beast, and then just out of nowhere, Jay Leno. <laughs> Yo, yeah, they're in the bar, they're like singing. <laughs> Jay Leno would fit like his like minion lackey dude. Oh my gosh, I don't yeah. even know if he has a name. La Fou. Kinda... it's like La Fou. La Fou. <laughs> Like it's like literally the only fool, if but... wait is that his little like assistant guy yeah, yeah with the weird nose. nose Danny DeVito <gasps> Danny DeVito <laughs> Danny DeVito and Jay Leno and Beauty and the Beast no, yes no. Danny DeVito as the Beast yeah. <laughs> I'm the trash man <laughs> I approve of this casting. We need to petition Disney. Yeah. You're like you're doing it all wrong. Danny. <laughs> you called Disney. This you're is like Danny DeVito and Beauty and the Beast. This is the vision of the public. See, I wonder if like, it's what the people want. So I wonder if like Danny DeVito, like I wonder if there's like certain actors that I think have like a resurgence in their career because of nostalgia purposes. Yeah. No, he's been relevant because it's always sunny. But like, if you hear his voice, it's like he's like the stepdad in Matilda but he's also uh the uh, uh the deer creature in Hercules. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, he uh, was Phil. he was Phil. <laughs> Phil. Yeah. Phil. I loved Hercules. Hercules was great. Didn't they? I know it wasn't the Disney movie, but that there was a recent Hercules movie, wasn't there? There was one with the Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Hercules. <sighs> okay. Yes. I mean Or there was that crappy one that was like in the eighties or something. Because I always remember seeing that clip of that they had to like <laughs> read the line and he was like i'm so mad disappointment yeah. he like screams disappointment <laughs> into the void it was like he was supposed to be like say this as if you're disappointed yeah and then he just read it this isn't my time disappointed <laughs> like writing like just I know it's another thing like people like can do like they like garner like sales and nostalgia is like the constant remasterings that come out every year or so. Like Disney kind of did it with like their diamond editions, yeah, like, like lock from up the DVDs. vault. But like now it's even more like like Transformers is having its like 35th anniversary remastering mm. on Blu-ray. Yeah, and like uh, my manager I worked with over the summer, he's like he owns at least 10 or 15 copies of Transformers the movie from the 80s. Like, every version that's come out because, like, oh, it's remastered. It's different. It's in Blu-ray. It's on VHS. Ooh. It's on Laserdisc. You get a lock of Shia LaBeouf's hair with it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Collector's edition. Yeah. Not even relevant to this movie, but here. Yeah. Here. It's like, but he was in it. Shia LaBeouf's hair. Shh. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Just say thank you. <laughs> I feel like remastering is kind of obsolete almost in the so digital age. You can't do so much anymore. Age. No. Like the only the only like physical copy of something I'm vaguely excited for is uh the Blu-ray release of Suicide Squad to find out what happened 
in the editing process are they going to give us all the deleted <laughs> scenes and then we just like have to piece when, it like, together ourselves like Jared this Leto, is what should have like been. the exact moment that he like yeah like i don't know he it's did a lot of so weird stuff did a lot of weird stuff on on the set apparently yeah i want to know about all of that yeah <laughs> behind the scenes director's cut commentary yeah and it's just like he shows up and it's just like the commentary stops immediately and it's like <laughs> Hey, hey, Jared, How, <laughs> how's it going? He's just like does the Joker laugh or something, and yes. it's like, okay, great, you too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like leaves. But also, like a lot of uh, child actors, I think, are getting like some work that have like totally been forgotten. Because I know uh, Macaulay Culkin. Oh my god. He had like, there was like a YouTube uh, series where it's like, okay, what if like Kevin was still like home alone? Like it was yeah. like he played his character again, but it was like way more violent and set more t- towards adults. Because he's an adult that also looks like a meth addict. <laughs> he does not <laughs> age well. No. Poor guy. He's, he's kind of like uh, from, like Shia LaBeouf, of even Stevens, the kid who played Beans. Oh gosh, yes. yeah. I've seen Beans still looks like Beans. Disney, bring him back. We want Bean balding. Show. <laughs> balding with a weird goatee. Yeah. Doesn't he bring back an even Stevens reunion? <laughs> I don't know what happened to uh, what's her name, the sister from Even Stevens. I think mm. she she's been in something kind of racy since. Really? Yeah. I saw like a My gif and it's Hallmark like remember. <laughs> Gosh, Hallmark movies. <laughs> Those are always a staple. <laughs> yeah. No, no joke. I at home just had the TV on over the summer, and sometimes it would get switched to the Hallmark Channel. And uh, there were all these Christmas movies. And I was like, is this just what Hallmark does? It's just always Christmas movies. That was the event. It was Christmas in July. I I know this. And they released a new Christmas movie in July. I know this because my mother loves Hallmark movies. And I give her a hard time for it. But like, hey, I mean, like, if that makes you happy, then go for it. But they have, like, I'll be, like, going through my DVR stuff, and I see this thing. It's, like, Chesapeake Shores. <laughs> and I'm just, like, this sounds like a bad, like, Dawson's Creek, but with, like, 30-year-olds. Yeah. Like, yeah, Hallmark's bad. It's bad. Hall- Hallmark's <laughs> not movies. So kind of going the opposite route of, like, nostalgia, but, like, traditions and stuff. Yeah. Because, like, one thing that may, like, carry over or not, depending on however, because, like, as a kid, you're, like, shown, like, Frosty the Snowman and, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. It's, like, I don't like thinking, like, if kids were raised, like, today, would they care about that stuff? Like, I wouldn't. Because yeah. it's so old and... Yeah, I think that you would search out something that actually entertained you and we weren't being told, oh, no, this is entertaining. I promise you. So 70 years later, no one's going to buy copies of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So it's never going to be profitable. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of the argument with like all things that we consider like classic, like even like classical novels? It's like we know that they are like that because we're told not so much because like everyone individually enjoys them. That's what me being told. It's like, oh, yeah, Great Expectations is a masterpiece. And I read it like, well, that was a load of crap. So you didn't have great expectations of it? There was one book that we had to read for class. Like, yeah, you're gonna love it and appreciate the the message. And I was like, I can't get like a chapter into this. It's so old, and they don't. No one speaks like this anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
It's, I mean, I'm sure there's lots of people that appreciate really classical literature, but it's, it's like, everyone. it's like, do you appreciate that? Because you were told, like, you'll be cool if you like this. Like, you mm-hmm. kind of have that, like, oh, you know, I'm more into this, the kind of like hipster argument where it's like, you probably haven't heard of it, or you probably have <laughs> heard of it, but you didn't actually read it. Yeah. Like, I read, like, The Grapes of Wrath for fun. <laughs> I did not do that. My just, favorite yeah. book yeah. is Wuthering Heights. How many years down the road until like Harry Potter becomes one of those classical pieces? Right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Um, you know, that's a good question. When does that get taught in high school? It's being taught in colleges. There's a course on it at, uh, I think, somewhere on the East Coast. School. I kind of compare it to like, well, obviously it's it's a little different because like, Harry Potter also has, like, the film series that goes with it and, like, the theme parks and all that stuff. But it was a different time, obviously. But, like, Chronicles of Narnia is kind of the same in that way where it's, like, immortalized now. And thinking, like, if Chronicles of Narnia came out now, if, like, the same thing would happen that that happened to, like, Harry Potter. Yeah. I... I don't, I have only read, like, one of the books and, you know, only seen, like, the good movie, the first movie. Um... But I I feel like it kind of should have had that same staying power that Harry Potter had. But I think because it was entirely high fantasy versus like where it's like, oh, the Wizarding World runs entirely parallel to the Muggle World that we're yeah. all used to. It was like you could I you didn't identify with it as much. That's true. Also, just like that whole series is just so full of like metaphors and allegories for other stuff that it goes way over people's heads. Aslan is Jesus. Like one of the things, like it's not a spoiler because like these books have been out for years, but like the reveal that oh they're all dead at the very last book, I'm like that's too morbid to put in a movie for kids. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there were some like moral issues. I know I've I've read about like how Susan didn't get to stay in Narnia because she started liking boys or something like that. It was like yeah, it's basically it's like Christian mindset. Yeah. So there there was some issues. Aslan's basically is just Jesus. Yeah, I thought Aslan was God. And something like that. He he died on the Jesus. stone tablet. Yeah, he was, though. Yeah, he was oh, the stone yeah, tablet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he came back to life. He's basically Superman. He's basically, basically Superman, Superman Jesus. Jesus, Aslan, same. <laughs> <laughs> just, Why not all of all them? The same thing. <laughs> but but I'm glad you brought up uh, Chronicles of Narnia because uh, just bringing into high fantasy in general has kind of come back into vogue. Mm-hmm. I feel like They're Game of Thrones. They're making a King Arthur movie, it. and I'm like, that hasn't been done in years. Like honestly, it hasn't been done no, in years. Yeah. And it's by it's Guy Ritchie. Guy so Ritchie. it's like one of it's uh, he's directing King it. Arthur so it's Charlie one of, Hunnam. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that too. But it's a it's a Guy Ritchie directed film, and it it feels like a heist film. But it's King set Arthur. in like all right. We're gonna we're gonna times. steal the sword from the stone. Kind of like expected. literally, it's like that uh, er- weirdly urban feeling. Even though, again, medieval setting, King Arthur. I want to imagine it's like Ocean's Eleven, but it's King Arthur and a round table trying to get like oh steal a sword from the stone. <laughs> They're just plotting like that the whole time. And it's like, oh yeah, the king, you took it. I'm like, what? I didn't expect that. I'll go with it. <laughs> That's the type of stuff, if I want to reboot, I want that original thinking. <laughs> yes, I like it. But, like, uh, I feel like Game of Thrones brought it kind of back into vogue, high yes. fantasy. But, I mean, it's it's working out. Uh, 
WoW with the new expansion mm-hmm. has more players than ever. Uh, really? Yeah, the huh. new Legion expansion. Uh, it That's literally tripled the like amount of players in the last, uh, I think, mm, like year and a half. And it's, Nerds. I mean, it's like six million people are playing WoW. Nerds. WoW is at the point that people are growing nostalgic for vanilla WoW. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've seen that happen. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the World of Warcraft we played 10 years ago? Yeah, I wish that was still back then. I'm like, <sighs> and then even going a step back further, it's cool to play, and it's cool and common to play like Dungeons and Dragons now. Like, I know many people who are like, oh, what are you doing on Saturday? Oh, we're getting together and playing Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or whatever. I'm going to be excited when, like, DOS games come back into style. Yes. I'm going to be all about that. (laughs) I want to, like, play (laughs) DOS games. I want, like, some sort of, like, hardware or something. It doesn't even have to be hardware. It can just be, like, something that... Like a disc that you can buy or something. It's just oh my like God, packed a with a bunch of DOS That's games. That's already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put the computer. You I don't have a disc in. drive yeah. on my oh, laptop, man. I've removed them for most things. That's yeah. really it's sad. It's a pain. You have to buy a separate attachment for it. Yeah. I'll... But uh... but I've I've started playing Dungeons & Dragons. Really? Yeah. I started last semester with uh, Nick and a few other people on the staff. The thing is, like, some people take it very seriously, we did not because none of yeah. us have ever done it before and we we're just kind of like we're going to roll with the tide here and just kind of go with it. So eventually by by the night was done, someone was murdered by another person in our party. We failed completely and the drunk character was still drunk at the end. And nothing was as he should be. No. I think but... we're going to carry on doing that because it was just like stupid. If you don't take it too seriously, it's it can just be a fun mess. Yeah. I think that it has the appeal of being like a fun thing that you can do together with friends where you're like actually more conversing than you would be if you're like all playing Smash or whatever. Yes. Um and again, like level of seriousness varies. It just depends on like who you play with. I was, uh, I was, because a lot of people are doing it now, like on YouTube, they get like a group of people playing it on there and it's like, you see their personalities where they go with it. The yeah. most hilarious thing I've seen, uh, SourceFed did a uh, D&D special and they had, it was like the, the beard of holding and literally someone's <laughs> item was they found a beard <laughs> and like if they rolled a 20, they could pull anything out of it. It was, yes. it could hold unlimited yes. things and it's like a portal to something else. So like he was pulling axes out of his beard. That's beautiful. I really like how, like, it's it's just become a thing that, like, companies that I didn't necessarily think would ever be playing, like Dungeons & Dragons, it started with Achievement Hunter, started their own uh, game, and then Funhouse, who I find a lot more uh, fun with it, because, like... Their characters are Oh, my gosh. Insane. Oh, my gosh. Elise and her voices for um, Gremio, or whatever his name is, and then Bruce... Bruce. I'm really it's like fun to watch other people do it but then when you're in the experience I feel like it's even more fun because you get to make inside jokes with your friends mm-hmm. and uh we already done it now we've only played fun. it once and we have this terrible inside joke just because like my character murdered another person for murdering a small child <laughs> okay I was about to yell at you but justified <laughs> no small children 
were murdered in the making of this podcast. <laughs> but apparently not in the making of that particular game session. Like I said, it was a mess. Yeah. I wonder why, like, kind of, if it's come uh, into popularity because it's gotten boring to play video games with your friends, maybe. Like, I, I don't personally think that, but I can see where maybe some people are looking for more of a experience where, like, you're, like role-playing for one and also interacting in a way that you, you're not constantly focused on something else. It's not fun when everyone's MLG. Yeah, know. that's another thing. I feel like competitive gaming has kind of ruined playing with your friends sometimes. Oh, we're doing if, a casual. My, my, key, my, my kill de, uh, Kedia needs to be <laughs> solid. needs to be over 12. Else I'm going to get kicked out of FaZe Clan, boy. <laughs> well, I'm just a console plebe. I don't know anything about computers I don't or do computer computers games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about these computer games. Um, All the accents of you, Savannah. I, I got it. a MacBook. Thanks. I can't play any sort of games on me. It's like, I like the point and click adventures. Yeah. Back in my day, we had to just put the discs in the computer and then we just had to play the game like that. We didn't have none of this Steam stuff. But I anyway. didn't install five discs on my desktop yes. and it took five days to put it. <laughs> but we didn't have disc. We had ROMs. Oh my god, <laughs> we had ROMs. ROMs about the nostalgia stuff. Um, I'm excited because, like, when I was a kid, uh, my dad caught me on to playing the Super Nintendo. I mean, I was really young. I was like two years old. And my dad would like hand me the controller. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, but Button like, mash. yeah, Ha-ha, I mean, it's and the I was podcast like, playing. <laughs> Um, but we, like, I would play Aladdin all the time, like, Super Mario World and stuff, and so when they announced that they were coming out with this, like, the NES console with, like, the mini some games NES. on yeah, it it's like stuff. the $60 little yeah. mini NES. And, like, I got super preloaded. excited. Yes, I'm absolutely getting that for Christmas, and if someone doesn't get it for me, then... I'm getting it myself, and no one can stop me. That's another thing. Vintage gaming is like a big market right now. Because in the past, like an old game, like, yeah, it's a dollar. You can find it on sale. But now people are like, yeah, I got this vintage unopened uh, version of Bioshock here. Not Bioshock, yeah. but like old yeah, like Nintendo made me feel so old stuff. just then. <laughs> I was like, is that, is See, that we've what got, we've We've got to? a remastered collection coming oh. out <laughs> Or they have, like, an unopened, like, Hey You Pikachu or, Gosh. like, something like that. Oh, my God. No, that was the first that. game I ever played. <laughs> really? Yeah. Give me the apple. Don't pick up the tomato. No. <laughs> Stop Pikachu. eating that. Put it down. Um, but Pikachu loves ketchup. <laughs> yeah. I, like, thinking about it, like, there are some used video game stores in town. And, like, if you go there and you look at even just, like, some PS1 games, there's, like, a... There's like a Final Fantasy. I know nothing about Final Fantasy, but like one of the Final Fantasy games for PS One is like sixty bucks or something. Yeah, probably. And then there are like Nintendo whatever. games, like Super Nintendo games, that are almost. I mean, some of them are upwards of like a hundred bucks. In sixty four copy of Conker's Bad Fur Day, if all the games is like sixty bucks to like seventy. Quality oh gaming. Yep. Uh, you can't get a copy of like any of the original like uh, Super uh, the Mario Party games without shelling like forty bucks. Yeah. yeah, and even just like something as recent as the GameCube, the yes. GameCube really didn't lose a lot of like resale value, 
And so, well, the console itself probably isn't that much. I wish but I kept my some of the games. Copies. Yeah. Oh. I have a GameCube, and I'm <sighs> glad I kept it because I have all the good Girl. games. I have Super Mario Sunshine. I have Super Smash Brothers Melee. You have Double Dash. I have Double Dash. Thousand Year Door. Thing's worth like I don't have bucks. Thousand Year Door. <gasps> That's an incredibly pricey thing to find now. I bet. I bet. I, those. Um, I mean, like, Melee is like 50 bucks sometimes. <sighs> I mean, if it's in, like, good condition. I don't have a GameCube, but I got like four copies of like let's say I've got uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. Play SM, yes. Like, uh, got Kirby's Air Ride. <laughs> I have Kirby's Air Ride also. <laughs> that uh, game is fun. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I think it's I got fun. this like it's like a Sonic collection of like some like Sonic One through Three Same. plus like Doctor Robotnik's <laughs> <laughs> mean, so, mean. There's machine. gonna be a new Sonic game. Speaking at of, some oh, point yeah. in since the we're on the subject of Sonic, I just want to say this really Sonic. quick. There is a petition going around online right now to Another change <laughs> no to change the national anthem to City, City Escape, Escape from Sonic Adventure 2. Rolling around at the speed of sound. <laughs> I will not continue for copyright reasons. Everyone was please stand for our national anthem. <laughs> please, please, I hope this, like, is, I hope that it's got enough signatures that someone very important has to look at it I and be like, Obama oh, what is this, look and looks it. it up. You have to go, like, the White House, the White House goes. It's like the Spicy Boys thing. There's just some intern <laughs> somewhere. Pirates, the Spicy Boys. Um, let's see. No! We no need what? to tell more people. Listen, if you are listening to this podcast right now, please go sign this petition. Go the nextweb.com is the website that it's on. <laughs> it only has 3,000 votes right now. <laughs> we got to get it going, guys. Need we got to let upvotes. Obama know. Let him know. <laughs> so, so This is what the people want. <laughs> so to wrap up this podcast, we need to petition Disney for Danny DeVito to play the Beast <laughs> slash Gaston slash anyone. He could play Belle. No, no, who was that? Please, was or... Jay, Jay Leno um, needs to play Gaston. Jay Leno, Jay Leno is Gaston. Danny DeVito as either... Uh, whatever his name is. Danny DeVito is the Beast. LeFou or the Beast. LeFou or the Beast. He can be the Beast and... LeFou, the Beast, and the Teapot. <laughs> Yes. Mind, I don't know <laughs> Have you all seen the uh, the like the images of the uh, the clock and the uh, candle? No, guy? I haven't yet. It's like nightmare looking stuff. They oh, went no. like hyper realistic with them. Oh it's no! A, it looks like straight from a horror movie, and I'm like, that kind of is going to be creepy. Yeah. Uh, at, first, at first, I thought it was okay. It's like one of those art pieces you see people drop. Like that'd be a cool what if, but no, it's dead up. They're like, uh, it's like Lumiere and uh, I don't remember the clock's name. Um. Mm, no idea. It was something very British sounding, and it was a clock pun somehow. Also, so there it is. <laughs> I know, right? It's That's horrifying. Stuff. No, <laughs> like, they went. It's like okay, we're gonna make. How do we make no. something so cartoony come real? Make it like the stuff of nightmares. Like the it, the okay. gears of inside the clock look like they're inside. I was gonna say that's basically the clock's guts. I mean, guys. is it going like the sausage party route where like someone's gonna like drop the candle and he's gonna? <laughs> Why go did out we have to mention be... that godforsaken okay. movie we're, in this podcast? We're not. We're not <laughs> taking it back. Ten out of ten. Would highly back. recommend. Uh, no. <laughs> 
No, I highly recommend things that. Uh, Wait, is Josh Gad playing like... Lefou? <laughs> please, please tell me. I think me. so because his, his image is. Is Ewan McGregor playing? Oh, never mind. That's what he did before. Dang. I, I got excited anyway. for a second. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. He's he's kind of he hasn't done anything since like the days that I would consider nostalgic. Like, yeah, because like really was he, uh, 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 I don't remember the last movie he was in because like uh, last thing I remember him being in was the Godforsaken prequels to the Star Wars. Yep. Yeah, he was in like Moulin Rouge. I think that but, came like, before that finished. Was up, it? Okay. Maybe. Wow. So, uh, in general, someone this... give up. You want someone petition to get him Wait, a job? Another... He is. Hold on, petition. Ewan McGregor is in the most recent. Um, he is Lumiere. He is Lumiere. Oh. in the most recent. Thank you. We don't uh, have to petition. He's okay. got a job. We're good. We've we've done our job. We, we succeeded. succeeded. The, the petition worked. Guys. <laughs> the petition worked. But oh, he's in Mordecai. I can go home accomplished now. Yep. Oh, that's sad. He was in Mordecai. <laughs> Well, let's wrap up again. Let's let's wrap up again. But uh, this was a nice trip on the nostalgia train, whoop, and whoop. Uh, it was really neat podcasting with you guys for the first time. Let's it let's do this again. Yeah. So I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm. I'm the podcast editor here at Byte. I was joined by Savannah Smith, and I am the assistant graphics editor at Byte. And and Dalton Martin, the co news and features editor got multiple titles guys multiple titles <laughs> but uh you can check out all our other podcasts on itunes or our soundcloud at the ball state daily and uh soon on the bite site which this is probably posted to at some point in the future but right now we're living in the past because this was the nostalgia podcast of uh button mash thanks for joining us and see you again soon bye